we have a wonderful declaration of God to us in the preface to the Ten Commandments. And he said, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. A couple things the Lord is declaring here, I believe. First of all, he said, I am the Lord your God. He is the great I am. And he's telling us that he is the Lord of his people. He is our Lord and he is our God. And then in the preface, he's telling us also, this is why I can command that you should obey my law. He is the Lord. He is the only God. He is our God. And then secondly, he's telling us that he is our deliverer from bondage. And he delivered Israel from their place of bondage, which was Egypt. And he is uh, the deliverer for all of his children from their spiritual bondage. And have you ever felt in bondage? Probably a little bit, some of you. Um, None of us have experienced slavery, I don't think, unless some of the kids here feel like, you know, when they're tied to their chair doing schoolwork, uh, they're a little bit like that. But uh, I really felt like that when I was growing up, especially in elementary school and junior high school. I think it was the worst. I dreaded Monday. Sunday night, I just, I just didn't want to go the next day. I always, I always felt like I, there's no way I want to go, but I went. And uh, then in my workplace for 17 years at UNO, uh, sometimes I just could not understand the system. Uh, it certainly didn't make business sense to me, uh, let alone the way, uh, at least in our department, people were treated very poorly. So there are some days I would have to say I felt somewhat in bondage. Uh, some of you may feel that way also. But actually right now the boss I work with is just great. I have no, <laughs> uh, no com- I'm very blessed. And, uh, but, you know, there may be situations you feel you're in that uh, you just can't control. You feel in bondage, and you might feel in bondage to a particular sin. And certainly the enemy wants you to think that there is no liberation from that. But, of course, there is. There is only one Redeemer from our spiritual bondage, the Lord Jesus Christ. In Romans 6, it says that we are slaves to sin, but by the grace of God in the Lord Jesus, we are liberated from the burden of keeping the law as a means of salvation. We're liberated now to keep it joyfully to keep the moral law of God by the power of the Holy Spirit. In John 8, 34, Jesus said that whoever commits sin is a slave of sin, but that if the Son makes you free, if Jesus liberates you, you shall be free indeed. And I think part of that indeed there is that he liberated us from bondage through our Redeemer, the Lord Jesus Christ, to a relationship as sons and daughters of the King. And we should be growing in the spirit of sonship, uh, not as not a spirit of uh, orphanship, that's maybe not a word. Uh, we are not orphans. We are sons of the living God by his grace. And Phil has a good chart. If you haven't seen it, I think it's in the uh, leadership checklist. But if you would like to see that, there's a good comparison of a spirit of sonship and what it's like to live as an orphan, which we shouldn't be living as. Christians should not be living with that spirit. And in Romans 6, it says, But now, having been set free from sin, we have become slaves of God. So we are now still slaves. We're still slaves. We're slaves of righteousness, praise God. So being a slave of God is the only true liberated condition possible for man. Praise God that we are his slaves. We are slaves to a loving, kind, forgiving, compassionate, merciful God. And praise God we are slaves to that kind of God. In Colossians 1, 13 and 14, which we read earlier, He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of his love, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. 
So this redemption came at a cost. It cost the blood of our Lord Jesus and his physical death on the cross. So liberty, our liberty costs something. And you know that bumper sticker, it says freedom is not free. Certainly that's true in our case. It cost the Lord Jesus. And we will be uh, seeing that again as we do every week in the Lord's table. Uh, if you would turn just for a minute to the last song in the, in the bulletin. I uh, just want to glance at it a little bit, fix it in our minds a little bit. And I think uh, what Rodney will share today will also uh, do the same. I will sing of my Redeemer. I will sing of my Redeemer and his wondrous love to me on the cruel cross he suffered from the curse to set me free. So we were cursed. We were under uh, that curse and he set us free. He's our liberator. I will tell the wondrous story how my lost estate to save in his boundless love and mercy he, the ransom, freely gave. He is the one who bought us back. I will praise my dear Redeemer. His triumphant power I'll tell how the victory he giveth over sin and death and hell. Again, we were bondage. We were bound by them. But we are free. I will sing of my Redeemer and his heavenly love to me. He from death to life has brought me, Son of God, with him to be. And in the chorus it says, He purchased with his blood, he purchased me. He sealed my pardon, or on the cross, he sealed my pardon, paid the debt, and made me free. And we see the cost again. As we come to the communion table each week, we see the cost. But we also see the joy that we have because we are sons of the King and we can worship him in our hearts. Let's do so as we pray. Father, thank you for liberating us from spiritual bondage through the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross and for bringing us into the kingdom of light. Forgive us for not being thankful continually for release from this bondage and darkness. Lord, we come to this table remembering the cost of our redemption, wanting to repent of the sins that still entangle us, and we proclaim that in you alone is true liberty, and we praise you, Father, in the name of Jesus, our Lord and Savior. Amen.